Welcome back to the New York Rangers podcast, a partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside my co-host, Luca. And today, we're going to be talking with New York Rangers writer, Colin Stevenson. We're going to be discussing the Rangers struggles, how they can write the ship, and more. But first, just want to let you guys know to subscribe to ESPN+. Plus. Go to insidetherink.com slash ESPN to do it there. And yeah, let's get to it. And we're back. Colin, how's it going? Oh, it's doing great. Uh, it's a great day out here in Northern California. Rangers are off today. It's Sunday. And so, you know, I'm just, just chilling out, trying to trying to enjoy this road trip. Uh, how, how's the weather over there? Because over here, it is it is brutal. Like, absolutely. That was actually right going to be my question, too, because it is cold today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so the road trip, it's a four-game trip, right? So we started in Seattle. Uh, it was cool in Seattle. I'd say weather was probably in the highs of like the low 50s, maybe. And then San Jose was sort of like the 60s. And then, um, you know, today is an off day and I'm, you know, I have some friends in San Francisco. So I took the liberty of coming to San Francisco and then uh, tomorrow to L.A. And it's going to be warm there uh, and no rain. So it's uh, the weather's uh, perfect. Perfect. You, got- you know what? I actually completely forgot. I uh, what'd you think of the new Seattle Arena? Just this is not one question that we like planned about, but I, I just completely forgot. Yeah, you, the Rangers were just there. What do you think about that arena? No, it's nice. Uh, it's it's really cool. Like we learned a lot of cool stuff about it. Like uh, the so it's the it's the same arena, right? It was the key arena. That's where the Supersonic. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was built as a part of the 1962 World's Fair. So yeah. Uh, it's like a protected historical site or whatever. So they couldn't, they couldn't destroy it. And so what they had to do was they had to, they kept the roof of the arena and they were trying to figure out like what to do with it. And so they couldn't build on top of it and they couldn't destroy the roof. So they kept the roof, they propped up the roof and then they, they drilled down and they built the arena down like below the ground level. It's, uh, it's, it's such a weird experience. I mean, I went there last year for the Rangers, the the first Rangers game against them. It was, I think it was on Halloween. And right. uh, it was just such a weird experience because, like, you go, it's like a very, most stadiums you, like, get on an escalator and you go up. This one right. you get and you go down. Yeah, uh, you walk in and you're in the upper deck. So you yeah. got to go down to the, to, to the good seats. Yeah. Um, no, it's cool, though. I like it. It's, it's, there's a lot of – they have a lot of good ideas there. I mean, um, just really cool tech, and uh, it's green, or they say it's green. I assume it's green. <laughs> yeah, like, they say. <laughs> I like the fact that it's in a neighborhood. It's like it feels like you're in, like, a residential neighborhood, and there's this, just this arena there. And It's really it's, – it's, it's cool, though. I, I, uh, I really enjoyed that part of the trip. Yeah. So, uh, Colin, I, I, I wanted to ask uh, to get started, like, uh, how did you get your start, like, uh, in the hockey world or writing? Uh, you know, I'm old. So I started a long time ago when uh, there were a lot more newspapers uh, and a lot of newspapers covering pro sports than there are today. Um, so it's a, you know, it's a, I don't know if it, if it really relates, but essentially I went to college and I was going to major in computer science or something. And. And um, I kind of got C's in computers, and then I got A's in my writing class. And I thought, you know what? Uh, I should probably do, uh, you know, figure out how to use writing as something that I do for a living. And then, um, you know, I, I loved reading the sports pages every day. And uh, I said, yeah, let me go for that. So I majored in journalism, and, you know, and, and then the rest is history. You know, I got a, I got a job out of college uh, working at a small newspaper in central New Jersey, um, covering like, uh, news, you know, like, uh, 
police reports and uh, board of ed meetings and things like that. And at some point I transferred, uh, you know, transitioned to sports and, uh, and then just kind of built up from there. I went, went from that paper to the Asbury Park Press, which was a, a bigger paper, you know, 150,000 circulation paper. And then from there I went to the Daily News and, and I've been bouncing around since. That's cool. Um, oh, pardon yeah. me. Uh, pardon me uh, the street noise here. I'm, uh, you know, sitting outside uh, having oh, a good time. You know what? I don't. We don't really hear anything that much, do we? No, not at all. Yeah, not at all. Um, so, what'd you think of uh, last night's game? Now, it's it's it. This team is. It's. I don't know. I'm, we're, we have so many questions about this team and this year's iteration of the Rangers for you. Um, but last night is kind of like the. You know, it's a. There's so many games that are just really like mind-boggling because last night they played a full sixty minutes and they controlled the puck really for the majority yeah. of the game, yeah. which yeah. is like a complete opposite of what was going on last year, but they couldn't score at all last night. Right. Um, right. So what's, what's, what's your kind of vibe on the team right now? And, and what was it, the game like last night? So I think uh, the, the game in San Jose was, you don't want to say it's a must win. I mean, it's, it's your 19th game of the season, right? So yeah. that's, that's uh, it's a little extreme to say that game number 19 is a must win. However, um, you know, it's a bad, a bad San Jose team or, or a team that's down in the standings anyway. I don't know how bad they are. Um, and you have to beat them. You just have yeah. to because, uh, you know, if you don't, like, where are you going to get your wins from, right? If you can't beat the, the Sharks, who are you going to beat? So, <laughs> yeah. so it, you know, there was a lot of pressure on them, I think, to, to win that game. Um, and, you know, like at the, the game in Seattle, uh, just to get back to that, they had started off, you know, they had a great – Period. Then I don't know what happened in the second period. They just they, they they forgot to show up or whatever, and they were they ended up being lucky. I think Igor bailed them out and, and saved them, and they ended up getting a point. You know they get a goal late at the end, power play and all that. So this was a game where they they really they needed to win, right? So you know, and, and it's just going on and on and on, and they they can't score, and it's you know, and, and most of the shots I think. You know, they, they piled on 43 shots on this guy, um, and he played fine. He was strong. Um, they hit a couple of posts, you know. So, I mean, like, you're looking at it like, what do they have to do? I mean, they can't buy a goal at this point. Um, and then, you know, so you're looking at the third period, and he's playing he's playing three lines. He's cut down to three lines, and the fourth line's getting, like, three shifts in the, in the period. And then, you know, and then Julian Gauthier gets a tip and then, it, then they score and then, you know, and then and all hell breaks loose and they, and they win. And, and now it, it doesn't look quite as bad, right? So they're, what are they, nine, six, and four now, which is not a great record, but at least they're holding on to a playoff spot. At yeah. least they beat a bad team that they're supposed to beat. And, you know, at least they're not going to go winless on the road trip. Um, and so they're in a much better place having won the game then, you know, can you imagine if they didn't? That, that would have been awful. Yeah, getting swept by the Sharks is not exactly what I would have imagined going into the season. No, no. No, I mean, the Sharks, you know, aren't really trying. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you got to points, right? You got to get them. got to get maximum yeah. teams like that. Um, so, what – sorry, you go, Jay. No, yeah, sorry. Um, so, like – Obviously, there have been consistency problem with the Rangers, like full 60. Obviously, last night was kind of somewhat the exception there. What would kind of be your solutions to that? How, how can the Rangers kind of fix that consistency? 
Well, so here's here's what I think is starting to happen. I, I think I think Igor is starting to take over, right? Um, I think at this when the season started, Igor was fine, but if you remember last year when the season started, he was unbelievable. And I think he's getting to the point now where he's getting, you know, he started out, he was fine. He was okay. He gave, but you know, he had a couple games where he gave up like some goals. You don't expect Igor to give up. Um, and, and they were, and their results were fine. And I think now they need Igor to be spectacular. And I think he's starting to do that. The last couple of starts, I think he's been really, really good. Uh, and he saved their bacon because yes, they outshot, San Jose 43 to 23 and so you could look at it and say well he only had 23 shots he was 23 shots but like four or five of them were really really good shots where he had to you know he had to make super saves on and I think if you're getting that kind of goaltending like they did at the first two months of last year I think that'll help them kind of find their footing to a degree because you know their team is pretty much the same as it was last year um and the you know the 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 Top four defensemen are are solid, you know. Um, they still have the same problems on the top two lines as they did last year. You can't find the right right wing for either of those top two lines. Um, but I, I think he's he's found something in you know Gauthier on the fourth line um, seems to be giving him a, a little bit of a of a boost from that line. So the fourth line now has some speed and can create some stuff and can maybe chip in a goal once every few games. Um, and then the next thing you need is for the kids, that kid line to kind of get back to what they were in the playoffs, because I wrote about this yesterday. Um, they hadn't been playing particularly well together. Um, yeah. You know, they were having success. They, they, they did not play well. They did not have a good game against Seattle, uh, the kids. And so, you know, last night in, in San Jose, I think, you know, those pressure on the kids to kind of be better. And they were, I mean, uh, Kako had like a couple of chances right in front of the net um, and he didn't finish them, which is not good, of course, but he got yeah. them good. I mean, he hadn't been getting chances, you know, prior to that. So you got to get the chances before you can finish. And so I think, you know, there are signs there now. They did only beat San Jose. <laughs> it's not, it's not like they beat Boston. You know what I mean? So we'll see, we'll see if, uh, if they can build on it. You know, one of the questions that I had, uh, you know, just alluding to the or, you know, circling back to the kind of the top two right wing spots just being a question mark for the past 12 months, really. Um, do you know why they just sent Brendan Othman back to minors right away? It feels like I'm not saying he could have stepped in immediately and been a top two top line uh, or, you know, top six winger, but. Feel like he might have been able to help out on this team. Um, I don't well, know. You know, Brendan Othman wasn't really an option for them because of the the the, the agreement that the, the NHL has with the Canadian Hockey League. Yeah. So if you have a kid who's playing in one of those uh, Canadian Hockey League teams, um, because they have their own business, and then whatever the that agreement that they made uh, years ago with you know when they're starting up the draft. Uh, you you can keep a kid who you know if a kid has junior eligibility remaining, in which Brendan Hoffman does. This is his last year where he's eligible to play junior hockey. Yeah. If he has junior eligibility remaining, then you can't send him to the minors, right? You he has to be on your team 
or you've got to send him back to the junior team. So they would have had to keep Brennan Othman on the Rangers. They couldn't send him to Hartford, for instance. Um, yeah. what, what teams will do sometimes is they'll keep that guy. You can keep him for up to 10 games. Like uh, Seattle's doing that with uh, um, Shane, Wright. The, Shane Wright. Right. So they, you can keep him for up to 10 games. Um, and then once you keep him beyond 10 games, now he's on your team. Like you can send him back after the ninth game. Um, and so Seattle's keeping Shane Wright around and it's, it's kind of getting a little, you know, getting a little ridiculous because he's been there a long time and he's not playing. He's a healthy scratch every night. Yeah. And that's where Brennan Othman would have been had the Rangers kept him. I mean, he would have been here. Uh, he would have been struggling to get in the lineup. Uh, and then, you know, whether is that good for his development to be here and not play, or is it better for his development to go down to junior hockey and play every night and then get ice time every night? Yeah. So that, that they had to make and i guess they just decided you know what let's just send him back yeah. and now he's there for the whole year so they can't call him up so um you know that's that's the situation brent often i don't know i didn't see enough of him in the preseason to say that he would help this team yeah um at one really good game early in the preseason and then he had a, he played a second game or a third game, and I, I don't think he really stood out much. So I, I yeah, think I think, it's, I think it was his first game that he it was like the first preseason game. He had a pretty nice, solid game, but hey, yeah, you're right. But after that, he didn't stand out. So I think ultimately, if they would have kept him, he wouldn't still be here. They would have kept him for eight or nine games. They would have sent them back. But anyway, I I actually believe that Kako looked his best when he was on the first line. Um, and I believe that Kako needs to be on the first line, not on the kid line, you know, but we'll see. I mean, I think he likes the kid line together because he thinks he can get, you know, some sort of a spark out of those three together. And so he's going to ride that for a little bit and see how it goes. But I think ultimately he'll get the most out of Kako if he plays him on the first line. So speaking of like lineup combinations, is there any besides the Kako one that you just mentioned, are there any others that, uh, would you change if you were the coach? Um, you know, no, the fourth line looks what it looks to be what it is, I guess. Um, we got to see where Vitaly Kravtsov fits, right? Um, he has struggled to stay healthy. He's healthy now, and they're keeping him out of the lineup. And so we got to see, like, if and when he gets back in and where does he go. Um, and, and that's really the thing. Like, he, he tried him. He tried Kravtsov on that second line because he felt like Panarin as a, as a, a veteran Russian guy would be a, a good role model for him and sort of like, you know, um, uh, a mentor, if you will. Uh, and that's fine as long as Kravtsov can stay in the lineup and, and produce there. Um, and if and if Kravtsov is there, then um, then you either put the keep the kid line together or you put Kako back up top on the first line and then have, uh, you know, somebody else play Jimmy VC or whoever uh, play on the third line with, with Lafreniere and Hedl. So um, the lines kind of are unsettled until we figure out whether Kravtsov's going to be healthy and where he's going to fit. Just kind of piggybacking on that, um, coming into the season, uh, you know, there's a, obviously Kravtsov and all of – his uh, soap opera the past, like since he's got drafted, really. 
Um, there's so much talk about him. And then a lot of talk about Zach Jones as well coming into the season. And I feel like a lot, you know, I don't necessarily want to classify Kratzoff as being disappointment so far, mainly because he hasn't played that much. He, he's back for a period almost, and then he's gone again. Um, but out of the two, who would, who did you have higher, or who do you think the Rangers had higher hopes for, Kratzoff or Jones? Because both of them have kind of uh, not exactly lived up to ex- those expectations. No, no, no. I think Kratzoff for sure. Um you know, again, you, you mentioned the injuries and stuff. You, you know, I think it was a second shift into the season. You know, he gets his head jammed into the boards by, you know, by Victor Hedman and, and he misses four games. And then he comes back and plays a couple games and he has another injury. I don't know if it was another head injury or an upper body injury of some sort, misses a game, comes back uh, and then gets another, you know, we think it's a concussion. We think he's had two. Misses four games again, and then he had the two thing. You know, I think he was actually – actually, the last two games he played before this latest um, sit-up, uh, he, he played pretty well. I mean, he, he had a – you know, he played well against uh, Detroit. I mean, no, they won 8-2, so a lot of people played well in that game. But yeah. I think Kravtsov looked the best that he's looked this season in that game. And then, you know, unfortunately for him and the team, you know, he couldn't play in the next game. And, you know, he probably missed two games with a tooth. And now I think um, he's been healthy now. And he's, he's been a healthy scratch the last two games just because I think Gallant wants to kind of run with these lines for a little bit and see if he can, see if he can get some sort of continuity out of it. Um, but I think Kravtsov is actually uh, – I think he's a good player. I think he's his problem is um, his problem is that he's he's slight. He's not big. I don't know if he can take a hit. You know what I mean? And so uh, you don't know. He's kind of fragile at this point. So I don't know if he needs to put on you know ten or fifteen pounds or or what. You know he needs to learn the NHL game as opposed to the KHL game. Um, and he admitted that to me, uh, you know, a week or two ago, he said, you know, it's different than in Russia In Russia. He could go wherever he wanted to and get the puck over yeah. here. It's a structured, it, you know, the rink obviously is smaller, so there's more body contact and he's got to learn this game a little bit. And, and, and so that's, you know, that's the big problem with, with Kravtsov is, you know, you got to see what he has because, you know, he can skate and he's got hands and he's got, you know, vision and all that. Um, he's just got to stay on the ice. Um, so I wanted to, before I ask my next question, I wanted to clarify something. Was it the flu? Was it dental? Which one no, was it with Kravtsov? It was a tooth thing. Like, okay. so, you know, initially the first thing that they told us was that he had a stomach bug and we rolled with that. And then after, you know, it was after whatever game it was, uh, I saw him in the locker room after the game and, you know, he said, no, it wasn't a stomach bug it was a tooth problem that he had. And I've spoken to him about it a couple of times. It's not a real big deal. I guess he had a tooth problem going back to Russia um, and uh, it needed to get fixed. But I think the team initially just, I don't know if they misdiagnosed him. I wouldn't say that. I just think that they miscommunicated to us what the problem was, but it was always a tooth thing. It was never the flu. So, I mean, do you think the Rangers struggles like right now? Is it like, an external fix? Is it an internal fix? Both? How do you, how do you think they solve this? Uh, well, I mean, look, 
you've read everything that I've read, I'm sure. And, you know, you know what the talk is and Patrick Kane and the whole bit. Uh, I'm sure at some point, you know, we got to bring that name up. Um, and uh, he would he would help, obviously. I mean, if you could plug Patrick Kane in to play with uh, Panarin, that would plug that spot that that has been so troublesome to fill since Jesper Foss left. Um, you know, obviously Patrick Kane would fill that spot and then everybody else would slot down, right? Kravtsov would go down to the third line uh, and, and whatever else would happen. Um, so that would be one way of doing it, but that's tricky because Patrick Kane makes $10 million a year. Uh, and so you, you have to do some serious salary cap gymnastics. It'd probably have to be a three-team deal. Somebody would have to retain salary somewhere. Um, you know, so th- that would be very, very complicated to do. Right now, they have about $200,000 in cap space, and that's not going to – you're not going to be able to do much with that kind of room. So if they're going to get an external fix, you know, it's going to involve, you know, some sort of salary cap gymnastics. Now, one of the things I'm, I'm keeping an eye on is what happens with Ryan Reeves because Ryan Reeves has been scratched for three in a row and six out of the last seven. Um, and, you know, he – makes i think two million dollars or something so you know I, I think they're you know if they if they somehow are able to waive him uh they might save some money that would open up some cal- uh, some cap space and and then that would give them a little bit more flexibility but you know the problem with not a problem the thing with ryan reeves is he's a really really popular guy and you know while you know what he does on the ice and gives you on the ice is is you know, is not a lot at this point in his career. Um, he is still a guy that can fight. He is still a guy that, you know, when he's in the lineup, the other guys on the team feel safer and they feel, you know, protected. Uh, and he is a guy in the locker room who has a voice, you know, who's, who's a mentor to the younger kids and stuff like that. So it's a really dicey thing. He's a very popular guy in the locker room. It's a really dicey thing to figure out if you're going to move on from this guy or not. So that's kind of the next thing I'm keeping an eye on to see, you know, are they going to move on from him just to save calorie, uh, you know, to get cap space or do they figure something else out? Yeah, it's a very good, very good question. I, I, we're all really curious about that one. Um, now I got to preface my next question. Um, I, you know, Ranger fans, I feel like, uh, I feel like I need New York fan base is always as soon as the head coach is hired they're already looking at <laughs> the potential next head coach that's not what i'm that is not what i'm asking here but galan okay. has never lasted more than three years at a specific at any of his head coaching locations so we're coming up on the halfway point of what his like you know his yeah. tenure is usually uh, is this the beginning of the end? Is this? I'm just curious because the team is so inconsistent right now. We they just fall asleep for certain periods. I'm just curious if what you know, if, if you're you know, I'm, I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, no, I it's, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. I mean, it's if you go by the track record, you're right. Uh, three years is about what you get out of him. Um, and the first year is usually really good, and the second year is like this, right? So. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think it's a fair question. He's a he's a guy. He's an old school guy um, who lets the players, you know, drive the bus to a degree. Um, and, you know, he requires them to do certain things. Um, 
and and we'll have to see. I mean, it's still we're still not even we're at 19 games into the season. So I mean, like yeah. I, it's probably still a little bit early to be you know really taking a hard look at at you know where they're going or where they are right now, but it does bear watching. Um, and, and for that very reason, like you mentioned, just his track record. Um, and, and if you look at their their the roster and if you look at their talent base um yeah we expect more and uh, uh, you know so um so yeah you know just keep an eye on it but I'm, I'm not trying to run them out of town just yet yeah exactly i, I had i had to preface it with that though because you know it's just you know people uh we're, we're very reaction we're very overreactionary in this fan base i feel like yeah no but i i don't think it's unfair i think i think it's reasonable um yeah. you gotta figure out They've got to find ways of scoring goals. They've got to find ways of scoring goals at even strength, um, and and not being so reliant on the power play. Um, and uh, you know, but and they've got to find ways of winning games where their goalie isn't an absolute Superman. You know, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm yeah. kind of convinced that Kako pissed off a witch or something. Like, <laughs> you know, I think so. But I talked to him yesterday and. You know, we we talked. He said like the first ten games or so, like was the best he's ever played. You know, he, he was feeling, he was getting chances all the time. He was super confident, and it's just gone away somehow. And I and I equate that with taking him off the first line. You know, because yeah. the timing is about, you know, is, is about in that in that neighborhood. So I, you know, that's why I said earlier, I personally believe if you put him back on the first line, you know, he'll go back to doing what he was doing at the start of the season. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Um, so, yeah, I figure like we talked about the Rangers now. Now it's just, you know, in general life. Uh, we, we, we got some we got some cookie cutter questions for yeah, you. They're we, a, little we funner, got a, few of those. a little funner, more fun. Um, and there's kind of rapid fire, I think, you know, just kind of finish it quickly because we don't want to take up too much of your time. We're really appreciative that you came on here and talked with us, Colin. Thank you. I love talking hockey. It's great. Shoot. So, yeah. So what's your what's your favorite food at the Garden? Oh, um, you know what? So the what they've done this year is they've given us like vouchers so we can go to all the uh, all the you know the concession stands and stuff. And oh. I, I like a lot of it. You know, I like you know the prime ribs really good. I like the barbecue, um, and uh, you know the pizza's really good too. Uh, if you're into that, um, and the burgers good. Probably the my prop. I'd say the my favorite's probably the barbecue. Yeah, I actually so I was there on opening night and it was awesome because they were like it's like half it was half off all the concessions if you put, uh, paid with the chase card except for beer but all the food was half off yeah so I bought like I I usually don't get as much stuff at sporting events but I was like I was like the heck with it opening you know, night let's do it it's the other thing too like if you go to the garden the prices for their food is not off the charts expensive it's not bad actually considering about if you're gonna go to like any restaurant in the surrounding area of madison square garden you're paying more yes yes so i think i think they're actually doing a really nice job i mean you know it's in terms of buying food at at a sporting event it's probably cheaper at the garden in a ubs arena i'll tell you that much um what's your favorite city to go to uh so far traveling for these all the ranger games you've been going for so my my new favorite is Vancouver. Okay. Food favorite, uh, but I love Montreal, and you know I'm digging I'm digging Seattle too. Yeah. Um, and you know, of course, if you if you get to go to 
oh, yeah, in Vegas, Vegas, I really like too. I mean, if yeah. you, the whole thing is if you get to go to Vegas or uh, Tampa or you know one of those warm weather spots in January, that's kind of cool. That's a perk. Yeah, you're 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 dodging a few bolts in New York at the time. I get it. I mean, how about yeah. Buffalo? What do they have like six feet of snow right now? But yeah, it's insane. Buffalo is not my favorite. Thanks. <laughs> 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 Buffalo is not Buffalo's favorite. Uh, um, so the Saddle Dome, uh, you guys have to walk over that like crazy yeah. thing on top. You guys post videos yeah. of that. How freaky is that? I, it's not that freaky, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, it, it's uh, it, no, it's it's the building's just old, and it, no, I, I actually I actually think it's fine. I did the did you see the video I posted of Molly Walker when she yes. Did the- yeah, yeah. So I did that walk too uh, a couple years ago, and um, I'd been going to that building, but I'd never done that walk until like two or three years ago. Uh, it, you know, and that's that's a little scary when you're like, you know, right over the top of the ice like that. Um, but you know, the press box is you know above the stands and stuff. It's really not. It's not bad. It's fine. It's a. It's out sort of on the edges of town, and it's uh it's a little bit of a pain in the rump to get to and to get back from. But but it's fine. You know, and the weather's you know, not terrible. It's not Edmonton. You know what I mean? Yeah. The cat, that catwalk there always reminds me of uh, the Jean-Claude Van Damme hockey movie, Sudden Death. Yeah. Yeah. I I know it's yeah. The movie's ridiculous, but he's like, at one point he's hanging on. It's, it's insane. Um, anyway, I, my last question is going to be, what's the best sporting event you've ever covered? doesn't have to be hockey. If it is hockey, just what's the best game you've ever covered? Wow. Uh, it's a hard I, one. Sorry lot of games and uh i couldn't pick out one game uh, i would have to say you know i'm a big soccer fan a big world cup fan world cup started today yeah uh, and so you know i got to do the 1994 world cup in the in the usa and i got to do the awesome. 1990 cup in, in france and uh i'd say the 98 world cup in france is my favorite thing that i've done to just to get on high-speed trains and travel around france and go to these games and uh that was really really the coolest thing that i've done in the That's awesome. That sounds really cool. Yeah, no, it's definitely uh, you know, I mean, soccer everywhere outside of the U.S. is so much bigger. Like, yeah, and the stadium's full, and the people are into it, and it's it's, and then you come back here, and it's just not the same. Yeah, aren't they building a, a stadium in New York City now? They like approved plans yeah. of it or something? Yeah, so I think they just announced that they're going to build a stadium out by uh, out by City Field for uh, New York City FC. They've been playing in Yankee um, State, but, you know, if you're a soccer guy, games there are awful because the Yankees don't want to mess around with the pitching mound, and I don't blame them, right? Yeah. So you can't – like in another baseball stadium, you would take the pitching mound away because, you know, it's, it's not just a mound of dirt. You can actually remove the pitching mound if you wanted to and, and play the field over there. But the Yankees don't want to mess around with the pitching mound, and so what you have – is the field runs kind of like in the outfield and it's just super narrow and it just makes the game like a completely different game than than you know on a normal soccer field so they need their own field um and i think uh you know and that's you know spot near uh near city field is a good spot for them yeah um yeah any i'm sorry one last question for me any like unique stories or anything like uh, meeting someone or anything in the Rangers locker room, anything stick out to you that, you know? No, I mean, no, it's, it's, it, it is, I will say that it's nice to be back in the locker room after, 
you know, two years or however many years of like last year, all of last year, we weren't in a locker room the year before, obviously we weren't. Um, it's been a long time to get back in there and just kind of reestablish some of these relationships that we've built with these players um, to let them know that we're people and to get to know them a little bit as people. Um, and, uh, you know, to, to, you know, exchange a, a stupid little joke and see a guy laugh, um, you know, and to just make small talk about how things are going, you know, that's, that's kind of a cool thing. Uh, and that happens on a daily basis now when we had it taken away from us for two years and, you know, we really appreciate getting back in there. So it's, uh, it's just all good. It's all good. Believe me. And the next time, you know, we'll see how good it's going to be when they lose four or five games in a row. And, you know, everybody's writing about, you know, who should be traded and who should be fired and stuff like that. But for mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. Um, once again, Colin, thank you so much for coming on. And before obviously you leave, you want to uh, tag in here, your Twitter handle, what you do, et cetera. I know a lot of people listening to this already know all that, but just in case. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, for as long as Twitter, uh, Twitter is still going, you, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and if, you know, if you want to check out, you know, I, you know, the Newsday website and, and, and check out the stories I write for the paper, then you know, that's available there too. That's newsday.com slash sports. All righty. Uh, Colin, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, enjoy the California weather and uh, we will have you on some other time. Yeah, no, I look forward to it. It's been fun and uh, thanks for having me. Thanks, right. Take care.